Hi, and welcome to the Deeper Than Money podcast. I am your host, Chloe Elise. I'm a millennial money coach, speaker, dog mom, and a seven on the Enneagram. And I am on a mission to prove to you that finances can be fun and easy. On the Deeper Than Money podcast, we will dive into all things millennial finance, debt, saving, mindset, and how to have financial freedom to enjoy life in your 20s and 30s. I want you to leave this podcast with more confidence around your moolah and the belief that your biggest financial dreams are possible for you. So let's talk money. Welcome back to the Deeper Than Money podcast. Today, we're going to talk about WTF do I do about my federal student loans? WTF do I do about my federal student loans? Um, As a reminder, before I dive into it, make sure that you are following along on the Deeper Than Money company Instagram. It's at Deeper Than Money Co., So go follow along on Instagram because we are doing a masterclass madness, a little spinoff of March Madness, and we are having you all choose what your favorite masterclass is, and then we are going to put that on a specific like flash sale, pulling it out of the vault for 24 hours only on the 1st, 2nd, 3rd, and 4th of March, or sorry, of April. So that'll be coming up next week. Um, but make sure you're following along on Deeper the Money Co. so you can vote for your favorite to then be able to grab that once it's out of the vault. So for you, if you're listening to this episode, maybe you want to vote for the Student Loans Masterclass because I will be, I talk all about student loans and refinancing and consolidation, all of those different things. Um, okay, so let's dive in to the uh, podcast episode. All right, so the first thing I want to do is give you a little asterisk because this episode is being recorded March 21st of 2022. So it will drop next Monday. Uh, But if you are listening to this three weeks from now, even like, you know, three days after it launches or especially three months, make sure that you are getting updated research because. I'm giving you this podcast episode and this information based on what is going on today, based on all the announcements and information we have today. This is constantly changing, constantly changing. There's new um, updates from the Biden administration and just about federal student loans. It feels like all the time. So make sure that you understand that this is recorded Uh, at the end of March. And so if you're listening to this in April or in May, for sure that you are uh, getting updated information because likely there will be changes after this episode. Okay. So let's dive in. Let's talk about federal student loans. So a couple things before I actually get into what should you do and how to plan let's just talk about federal student loans in general. So most federal student loan payments have been paused since March of 2022 when the CARES Act was passed. And so basically what that what that did was make 0% interest on the loans, meaning that if you have $5,000 worth of loans in March of 2022, 
you still have exactly $5,000 of student loans. Like that total hasn't grown, right? Because your interest rate tells you at what rate basically your loan is growing. And so that act, the CARES Act made it so your loan's not going, growing, which is good, right? Because that allows us to get ahead. If you owe your friend $10 and you go to pay them back a couple days later, you give them $10, it's paid off. But a lot of times with interest, what happens is let's say your friend was putting some interest. You you borrowed $10 and then you go to pay them back and you give them 10 and they say, actually, you owe me $13 because of interest. So then you have to go back and pay off more, which makes it harder to get ahead and pay things off because the interest is growing and accruing against you. So 0% interest is amazing on your loans, on your student loans. So not only did the CARES Act make your like make most federal student loans 0% interest, it also paused payments. Okay? It also paused federal student loans payments. So there was no payment due. Now, that originally happened March of 2020, and they have extended it multiple times. Um, so it, again, if you're listening in real time, as of now, it is going to be continued until May 1st of 2022. So that means, again, if you're listening in real time, if nothing changes as of now, you have a little over one month to make a plan for what happens if they kick back on May 1st. Uh, here's the thing. I get asked this a lot, like, hello, Chloe, what do you think? Do you think we will have to pay them back? Yes or no? Yes, there's been talk of another extension or some type of forgiveness, but bottom line is whatever I think, whether I think like, oh, there's definitely going to be another extension or there's not, we have no control over this for the most part, right? We have no control over it. So what I would recommend doing is either way, creating a plan and then based on new information, you can tweak your plan and change your plan. All right, so let's talk about how to create that plan. And I'm going to try to keep this episode just short and sweet. So bear with me, take notes. You might need to to pause and write stuff down as we go because I'm going to go pretty quickly. So first, let's talk about what to do right now and then how we can plan for you know, these potentially upcoming student loan payments. So the first thing is, number one, write this down. Understand your current priorities. This is important, okay? I am asked all the time. It like I'm not kidding, all the time. I will get DMs or in my question box that say, Hey Chloe, should I pay off my credit card? Hey, Chloe, should I uh, pay off my student loans or should I save for house first? And I'm like, well, what's important to you? What do you care about? What are your goals, right? Like, I cannot tell you what to do just based on should I pay off my credit card, right? Because there are situations where absolutely paid off and there are situations where it's like, nope, you have bigger priorities first. So you have to understand your current priorities, your current priorities. It is okay if your friend's priorities and maybe she's paying off her private student loans right now or you have another friend who's paying off their credit card debt or you have another friend who's saving for a house, that's okay if your priorities are a little bit different. I'll get a lot of DMs that say, 
uh, my friend is doing this. Should I do that? And I'm like, well, I have no clue, right? I have no clue because I don't know what your priorities are. So remember, you're allowed to have your own priorities, um, but let's talk about some common ones. So number one, if you don't have an emergency fund right now, while your federal student loan payments are zero, like not, not due and they're at 0%, now is a great time to open up a high yield savings account and start stacking some cash up to create an emergency fund. Okay. Now is a great time to create that emergency fund because you don't have those other payments. And so if you don't have an emergency fund that, you know, let's, let's try to get that, squeeze that in somewhere as a top priority because emergency funds protect us from anything coming up and throwing us off, right? They make emergencies just annoyances. Uh, I recommend having one to three months in your emergency fund, depending on your risk. So if you are college student with super low expenses, you might only need one month of expenses. If you're someone who, uh, you know, maybe has a little higher expenses and you have dogs or a child or a partner or a parent or somebody counting on you, definitely we want to increase it to three months of expenses. Again, one to three months of expenses while you have, um, any like high interest debt. And then we want to, or debt, it kind of depends on what your priorities are again, but then we want to increase that to eight months of expenses down the road as a just stable block. Okay. So if you don't have an emergency fund, now's a great time to do it. If you do have an emergency fund, now is also a great time to make sure they reflect your increased expenses. So likely, let's say this is all based on if student loans start May 1st again your expenses will likely increase, right? Because you have had, you have not had a payment due on your federal student loan since March of 2020. And now if they become, if they're now due, let's say your federal student loan payments are $400 a month. Now your expenses have increased by $400 a month. So if you had one month of expenses in your emergency fund, you need to increase your emergency fund by $400 because... Now, in order to cover one month of expenses, it now takes $400 more, right? So make sure, even if you do have an emergency fund, now is a great time to make sure that those emergency funds are based on your increased level of expenses. If you have credit card debt, make sure to call and negotiate your interest rate. Um, But now could be a great time to try to tackle some of that credit card debt prior to then having to put potentially that money toward your federal student loan. So let's say again, if your payment is going to be $400, since it's not due this month, you can put that $400 towards credit card debt if that's your priority. Um, And then if you are, again, we're talking about understanding your current priorities. If you're someone who has an emergency fund, it's already reflected based on what your higher uh, expenses will be. You have no high interest credit card debt, your federal and your federal student loans are your highest priority and you're like, but I want to pay those off. Should I start making, you know, should I keep making payments or make payments or whatever else? That is what is going to lead us to step two. Okay. So first we need to understand what in that list of examples I just gave, what is your top priority? Um, And it might be something else. It might be saving for house, whatever else. It doesn't matter. Those are just some examples. Write down, here's my top priority in this next month. But if federal loans are your, are your, top priority, 
that will then lead us to what we're going to talk about next. But even if they're not, listen in. So the second strategic thing we want to do right now is to check and see if you qualify for any private or uh, public student loan forgiveness. Um, this is really, honestly, really important to do. So the Biden administration, so be, let me back up. Student loan forgiveness is kind of a shitstorm, and it has been for a long time. So I believe, I need to fact check this, but um, I'm pretty sure it was 2007. I need to do a quick Google search. I'm pretty sure it was 2007. Um, Student loan forgiveness, let's see, created, let's see what year it was. I'm pretty sure it's 2007. Oh my gosh, look at me go. I fact-checked myself with a quick Google search and it is 2007. So 2007 is when public student loan forgiveness was created. And honestly, from that point until very recently, it was, like I said, a shit show. It was super messy a really, really, really low percentage of people actually got their student loans forgiven. It was kind of like one of those things where they were like, no, seriously, no, seriously, we will forgive your student loans. No, we will. And you're like, okay, but how do I do it? And they're like, just, just do it. And you're like, okay, but like, what do I need? And they're like, just, just submit, just submit some stuff. And you're like, okay, but what? And they're like, just do it. You're like, okay. So you submit some stuff and then they're like, psych you didn't get approved and you're like why and they're like you just didn't get approved it was like one of those situations okay so a really low percentage of people actually a low percentage of how compared to how many people actually applied actually got public student loan forgiveness however recently the biden administration has made some steps to make qualifying for that easier so even if you're like eh, i doubt that I could qualify for student loan forgiveness, or maybe I've tried in the past, but I got denied, I would retry because it it's super simple. Basically, you can go to studentaid.gov and I'll put the exact like the link to the exact tool that I'm recommending. Um, but again, it's on studentaid.gov and then we'll link it in the show notes for you to go check it out. But basically, it's this tool that you fill, put your information in, and it tells you, hey, like, go ahead and apply, or you don't qualify. Um, and so then from there, based on that, then you can know, okay, I'm going to go apply for this, or I'm not. Again, even if you've gotten denied in the past, highly recommend it because some things have been changed, especially recently. And I would do this because right now, some of these changes are basically set to expire October of this year. So make sure that you, and again, that could be extended, but as of now. So make sure that if you think I could potentially qualify for, here's what I recommend. Regardless, go and do that. Worst case scenario, you take five minutes to, you know, use this tool and they say no. Best case scenario, you get, you know, qualified to have some student loan forgiveness. Okay. So I've if you're listening to this podcast, go and do that. Number three, so that's number two. Number three, save for a federal student loan payment. So while it is your decision, I can tell you that especially with student loan forgiveness on the table and 0% interest currently, there is really no benefit to making payments on your federal student loans right now, or especially making like lump sum payments. 
the only exception that I will add is your mental, the mental stress load. So if you are so stressed at the thought of not making payments right now and want to go ahead and do that, by all means you can, but from a financial perspective only, there's really no benefit for you doing that. So instead of going in and making payments on your federal student loans right now, since payments are paused and the interest rate is zero, instead what you can do is open up a high yield savings account, put any money that you want to at some point put towards your federal student loans in that high yield savings account. And then, and only then when the uh, payment pause is over and payments are due, then you can make that lump sum payment. And pro tip, when you do make that lump sum payment, or if you do make it, so it's not an extra payment, make it so it counts in the future. What that allows you to do, and I always recommend doing this because what that allows you to do, if you make an extra payment, basically it's like, let's say again, your payment's $400. You make an $800 payment. If you say extra payment, it just goes towards your loan and then you have another payment due the next month. If you make an $800 payment and say, put this towards future loans, then since it's $400, you paid for this month and next month, you don't have a payment due. But then what you can do is next month, still make that $400 payment, have an advance. And then after a couple months, you'll be multiple months ahead. So then if you have a month where you're like, oh crap, I'm really tight on stuff or, oh, I was going to have to dip into my emergency fund. I'm just going to instead not make a federal student loan payment because I'm so ahead on payments. I don't need to. I'm going to use that $400 for something else. And then I'm going to keep doing that, you know, keep, get it back on track the following month. Also, another thing is if you're making extra payments on your student loans at all, um, go in and make it on the loan that has the uh, highest interest, okay? Don't just say, I'm just going to put it towards whatever, uh, because a lot of times the lenders will have you pay off the loan that makes them the most money because like aka your lowest interest or whatever else. So make sure you're paying it off on the highest interest. Okay. Um, so yeah, we're going to open up a high yield savings account, bada bing, bada boom. So if you don't want to do that because like you, you're like, I don't really want to start saving for a federal student loan payment and, you know, make a huge lump sum because you're focusing on paying off debt or whatever else that you might be doing. What I would do, because right now, unless something changes, we are about 30 days out from when your first payment will be due. Now is a amazing time to start getting information, okay? So call your lender and figure out what will your interest rate be jumping up to on all your accounts? What will your interest rate be jumping up to once it jumps up? Uh, figure out when your first payment is due, right? Because technically the extension of the pause goes through May 1st, but it's like, okay, does that mean your first payment will be due May 2nd? Does that mean if you normally paid on the 15th that it will be due on the 15th? Like go figure out this info. Um, how much is going to be due, like what your payment is. Also, this is a good time if you've moved in the last couple years to update like your mailing address or your email or whatever else. Okay, so get all the info. Um, okay, number five, get one payment ahead. Get one payment ahead. Even if you're like, I don't want to make a huge lump sum payment because you likely have been out of the uh, like habit of making a student loan payment every month, 
give yourself some buffer by getting that one, getting next month's payment ready to our next month. It's already in your savings account. It's already in your high yield savings account, ready to be paid. So going into next month, it's not stressful. And now you have extra time to save for it. So if that payment's due, amazing. And guess what? If they end up extending it again and you don't have payments due until October, cool. You can put that towards something else or keep it in a high yield savings account to make that lump sum payment come October. So I highly, highly, highly recommend getting your info and then figuring out what it is to get one payment ahead and put that in a high yield savings. So if student loan start be, you know, they're, they're due in May, you're not stressed about it. You at least know, like I have it covered. It's all good. Okay. Um, so that is what I want to cover today. Um, I'm not going to get too far into like consolidation or refinancing because I want to make sure that you get all of this stuff done. I'm happy to make a part two podcast episode where I go into that stuff. So if that is something that you're wanting leave a review on the podcast. Let me know like, hey, I'd love to see an episode on this or tag me on Instagram at deeper period than period money uh, or put on your stories and say, this was, you know, here's my thoughts on this episode. I'd love an episode on X, Y, and Z. But the one thing I will say is be really careful when it comes to refinancing any federal student loans right now, because again, if your federal student loans have benefits of being federal student loans, okay? They're at 0%, you don't have payments due. If you refinance them into private student loans, private student loans in order, or a private loan or whatever, in order to get a lower interest rate, it they, they, they no longer get the benefits of federal student loans. And so you do not want to touch them while they're still at 0%. So if refinancing is something that you're interested in doing for your federal student loans, I would start doing research now of like what opportunities are out there, what interest rates could I get, but do not pull the trigger on anything until we see, like I'm one of those people like, oh, oh, federal student loans are coming up May 2nd. I'll see it. I'll believe it when I see it, right? Like who knows? We have no idea. It's been extended so many times, whatever. We'll see. So If refinancing is something, then my last tip for you is get all the info now, start doing research, but do not make any moves on doing that until we learn more of what that's going to look like. And so the earliest you would even consider refinancing federal loans would be May 2nd, only if those loans are now due and interest is back up. So again, if not, then again, we don't want to touch them because we don't want them to lose benefits. So again, I can go more into what refinancing, consolidating, all those good things look like. But for now, I wanted to give you all the info on federal student loans and how to make a plan in these next 30 days. And hey, we will see what updates are to come. So if you love this episode, remember, leave a review, subscribe, all the good things. And we'll see you back next week for another episode of the Deeper Than Money podcast. 